thewellnesscouch.com, streaming wellness into your lives. Welcome to This Week in Wellness with Brett Hill. Real news, real health, real quick. Hi, I'm Brett Hill. And This Week in Wellness, a study published in Neurology has identified an increased risk of dementia amongst elderly people with low bone density. Low bone density and dementia are two conditions that commonly affect older people simultaneously, especially as bone loss often increases due to physical inactivity and poor nutrition during dementia, said study author Muhammad Ikram. Going on to say that little is known about bone loss that occurs in the period leading up to dementia. He said that our study found that bone loss indeed already occurs before dementia and thus is linked to a higher risk of dementia. The study involved over 3,000 people in the Netherlands with an average age of 72. He did not have dementia at the start of the study and used x-rays to identify their bone density status. The participants were monitored every four to five years with interviews, bone scans and tests for dementia. And of the 1,211 people with the lowest total bone density, 90 people would develop dementia within 10 years, compared to just 57 of the 1,211 people with the highest bone density. Even after adjusting for factors such as age, sex, education, other illnesses and medication use, and a family history of dementia, researchers found that within 10 years, people with the lowest total bone density were 42% more likely to develop dementia than people in the highest group. Previous researchers found factors like diet and exercise may impact bones differently, as well as the risk of dementia, Ikram added. Our research has found a link between bone loss and dementia, but further studies are needed to better understand this connection between bone density and memory loss. As always, the links are in the show notes. And first of all, I want to say about this that obviously correlation doesn't equal causation. Just because these two occur together, even though they've allowed for as many of the variables as they could think of to try and you know, reduce those and to see whether it is in fact more likely to be a causation as opposed to just a correlation. We definitely can't say that for sure just from these studies. And so I think a lot more research needs to be done in this area. But I think particularly that that research should be focused on looking at the diet and exercise considerations. You know, what lifestyle habits do we know predispose people towards having low bone density? What lifestyle habits do we know predispose people towards dementia and loss of brain function and so we should be looking at things like exercise especially resistance exercise that we know is really important for bone density to see what the link is there between resistance exercise in particular and we know there's a link there between dementia and exercise so resistance exercise in particular how much of a link is there given that exercise is a common factor in both of those disorders then it makes sense that that should be definitely one thing we're looking towards you know something like vitamin D can Consumption would be really interesting to look at. You know, we know the importance of vitamin D consumption in terms of both bone health and brain health. So it'd be interesting to try and isolate that and to see how much of a difference that makes. Things like meat consumption and fish consumption, you know, things that we know have minerals in them, in, in particularly in terms of fish, you know, bones in them, that can be really beneficial for bone health and joint health, um, but also healthy fats that can be really important in terms of brain health. So having a look at consumption of those sort of foods and seeing what sort of link there might be there. You know, I think there's lots of individual factors we could try and isolate here to determine what might be the cause of that that link between dementia and bone density. And you know, at the same time, I think we need to make sure we keep looking at the big picture because at the end of the day, diagnoses like low bone density or dementia are often just one part of a much bigger picture. They're one part of an individual that isn't necessarily as healthy as they could be. So 
whilst we measure things like bone density, we measure things like brain function, and they are by definition reductionistic and medical terms. We're just looking at that in isolation, trying to find what the causations might be of that individual diagnosis. We we need to also zoom back and look at the big picture of what other factors might be contributing to those conditions and the fact that there might be more than one cause. There may be many different causes in each of those cases, but also that in each of those cases, you know, there may be lifestyle factors that we can look at that might be impacting on not just their bone density, not just their risk of dementia, but their their overall health. And so, you know, if we sort of zoom out a little bit and look at, you know, what do we need to do to create healthier humans? You know, what does that mean in terms of these lifestyle factors? We can actually take some of this reductionistic research, we can take some of this isolated, you know, causal relationships, and we can put lots and lots and lots of that together to start to paint a bigger picture about what makes a healthy human and what sort of lifestyles we want to be living in order to, like I said, not just reduce one particular diagnosis, but actually create a human that is healthier overall and and potentially has a lot less diagnoses in a whole bunch of different areas. But beyond that, has a health and a vitality in a whole bunch of different areas as well, in particular as we age. So you've been listening to This Week in Wellness with Brett Hill. To continue the conversation, find us on Facebook and Instagram at This Week in Wellness. If you like this episode, please leave us a review on iTunes. And for more information about this and other projects from me, head to drbretthill.com. This has been a production of thewellnesscouch.com. Check us out on Facebook and join in the conversation on facebook.com forward slash thewellnesscouch. Subscribe to each show on iTunes and check us out on Twitter. The Wellness Couch, streaming wellness into your lives. Whilst The Wellness Couch presenter endeavor to provide accurate and helpful information to their listeners, these podcasts cannot take into account individual circumstances and are not intended to be a substitute for health and medical advice from a qualified health professional. You should always seek the advice of a qualified health professional before acting on any of the information provided by any of The Wellness Couch podcasts.